Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, y'all. This is Joe Tower, and you're listening to Tales of Mel Folly, the podcast. True stories told live that aim to put the shame and embarrassment back into being a man. Each episode of this podcast, we will feature one new story told by one new storyteller, recorded live at one of our past L.A.-based storytelling shows of the same name. These stories are presented to you here, now, as is. I personally guarantee that what you're about to hear is 100% unedited and unfucked with. For all our deets, visit us at talesofmalefolly.com or scope us on Facebook, Tumblr, or Instagram. You can't find us on Twitter because, come on, Twitter is dead. Word. Enough idle chit-chat and shit. Let's get down on some folly. All I can say is thank God for Matt Hayes. An acting class in Los Angeles can be a very uncomfortable place, and I don't think I ever expected to meet another down-to-earth dude, especially one with as much talent and ambition as this young man right here. Originally from the Midwest, but with enough British blood flowing through his veins to stock the monarchy, Matt is an actor and voiceover artist who seeks to walk the walk, and he's a veteran of performing on screen and stage. But like many of the talented actors we get to do this show, it may not be his first time on stage, but it's his first time on stage in this capacity. So sit back, kick up your feet, and get a load of this story about Matt, two friends in an ice storm during an imperiled road trip to New York. This is Matt Hayes' Tale of Male Folly. This is crazy. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Tales of Male Folly. My friend Joe Tower convinced me to do this. Motherfucker didn't even show up. (laughs) Um, But he gave me some good advice. He's like, don't be nervous. Just get up there and tell a true thing. So that's what I'm going to do. This is, uh, I was thinking about what to tell, and um, this is a story I got asked a lot to retell kind of my last semester of senior year because people that knew the players involved were so flabbergasted that this had happened to us. They're like, you have to retell it. I, I don't understand how that could have happened. So anyway, here it is. This is me and my roommate Greg and our friend Bob drove to New York. Um, the winter break of our first semester of senior year, winter of 07. Now, there was an epic ice storm blizzard that happened uh, in the, the Pennsylvania area and New York about this time that we were completely unaware of. Uh, I went to school in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, which is like an hour north of the capital. It's right in the middle. Um, and uh, so me and my roommate Greg were like, you know, we got to get out to New York. A lot of our friends had just moved out there. Uh, we were thinking about moving ourselves to be like NBC pages or some shit. And uh, so, you know, our friend Michelle Markovitz had, uh, from the theater department, she was living out there. Our friend Danielle Pavetta, who I had a huge crush on and wanted to see, she was out there as well. My ex-girlfriend, Sarah Ray. I wasn't planning on seeing her. 
so Greg, Greg was uh, stayed in touch with Michelle, and she was like, kept like, come out, come out, you know, uh, for winter break, you guys have like a week off, come see me, you know, we'll hang out, I'll show you the city, see if you guys like it, you know. Um, so we tried to squeeze this in on like a weekend, like the 18th to the 22nd. Um, now, so Bob was, uh, we had just met. I, he was a fraternity guy his first two years of college. And uh, he started auditioning for theater. We, we, we started seeing him around the, the building. We would see him at cast parties. I first met Bob uh, at a cast party for a show that I was in. And, uh, he, uh, and we did like a, a beer pong tournament. It was like $5 to buy a cup, $5 to enter the tournament, you know, like 200 for whoever won, which was kind of a lot for people in college. So me and him got paired up because I was like, you know what, this guy went to frats. He's probably really good, uh, and he's kind of no, he's he's new. I like this guy. Let's let's. So anyway, uh, the the tournament starts off. Me and him get paired up. Uh, so the first game is really close, but we lose. No big deal. Whatever. It's double elim double elimination. This guy flips the table full of beers. Like no, I needed that money for rent. <laughs> and. Uh, AJ, the guy who owned the house, was like, dude, first of all, you're still in it. It's double elimination. But you, <laughs> but you gotta go. Like, that is not cool. And who the fuck are you? I was like, no, 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 it's, it's my friend Bob. He's new. Let's, you know, let's be cool. Let's, uh, uh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be great. It turns out he's amazing at beer pong. Just needed a tenner to work out. We, we won this tournament. We won the $200 and he made rent. But So that's how uh, I met Bob. So me and Greg are like, yeah, we want to go to New York, blah, 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 but we don't have like a ride. Bob was like, hey, my mom just gave me her Kia Sportage. It's four by four. <laughs> she drove up from Florida and gave it to me. This, this is the smallest four by four I've, I've ever seen. I don't know if you've seen a Kia Sportage. So anyway, we, uh, we were like, all right, well, Bob's in. The three of us will drive to New York. And Greg's like, you know, there's like this blizzard forming. I think they may shut down the city. I was like, nah, it's fine. We'll make it there in plenty of time. So it takes about 11 and a half hours to get from Mount Pleasant, Michigan to New York. We were going to leave at about, you know, 8, 8 a.m., get there about 7, you know, before it's too dark, we can find Michelle's place. Because she was like, you know, I'm moving, I'm going to be subletting, but I'm sure it's fine. Come out there, we'll get it set up, you guys are totally fine. So I'm like, okay, we have a place to stay, we'll stay with Michelle. Uh, Bob, in addition to having the card, he also had a bridge card. Now, in Michigan, a bridge card is food stamps. Uh, but electronically. So he had about $250 on this thing, and we went to Walmart and just bought $200 worth of snacks. Uh, uh, Lunchables, to be specific. We, it was like 20 stacks of Lunchables. He got a giant plastic drum, like the, you know, that, that plastic... Uh, 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 yeah, like, like, like a giant, um, like a crate, yeah, crate. Uh, it, it, looks, it looks like a barrel, but it's like just see-through plastic of, of peanut butter stuffed pretzels. And we got a bunch of Gatorades. You know, we're, we're going to be in the car for 11 hours, but we bought like a week's worth of food. None of it was, was healthy. So anyway, we're like, okay, Bob, come, come over to our place. We'll leave from there, and we can, like, me and Greg will throw our shit in the car, and we'll leave. So like 8.39 rolls around, I'm like, Bob, where the fuck are you? We want to leave. Let's get on the road. He's like, oh, I'm just like, uh, I'm just uh, finishing my laundry. Like, just get over here. Just, just who cares? He shows up <laughs> with the Kia Sported, uh, a giant sack of wet clothes. I'm like, 
why didn't you dry your clothes? And he said, well, I put them in the dryer overnight, but I guess I didn't turn it on when I passed out. <laughs> like, well, well, why don't you bring new clothes? He's like, well, these are the cool clothes I want to wear in New York. I'll, I'll dry them when we get there. So, all right, all right, fine, we gotta leave. So we, 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 uh, we finally get on the road. I, I take first shift. It's like we instantly hit traffic. We're way behind. It takes three hours to get out of Michigan. Greg takes over. He drives through Ohio. That's another three hours. Bob takes the wheel in Akron, like uh, just east of Akron, right, like Youngstown, the, the Pennsylvania border. Five minutes, we have spun out into a ditch. Uh, so, I mean, it's starting to snow a little bit. But we hit like a little snag, he way overcorrected, and we're face down in a ditch. Police sirens, whoop whoop, they light us up, uh, and this guy rolls up to us, and there's no one else on the road, because it's really coming down now. This is like 5 p.m., we're like way behind, the sun has come down, it's dark, it's snowing, the blizzard has set in, that we were like, fuck it, who cares? Um, and the guy's like, hey, roll down your windows. Uh, is there any uh, damage to your vehicle? Bob's like, no. Have you gotten out and looked? Uh, uh, no. Well, maybe you should do it. So Bob gets out with this cop. They survey the vehicle. He's like, where are you guys going? New York? What are you, crazy? They're shutting that city down. There's like a, the, an ice storm that's come in. 35 people have died in Oklahoma. The storm is no joke. I was like, whoa, we're visiting friends. We only have a weekend. Uh, so he lets it, he, he, he like flags down a guy that's like plowing the interstate uh, and he digs us out of this ditch and we, we get on the way. So usually to drive through Pennsylvania it takes about five hours and it's brutal. It's so boring. We were going about 35 miles an hour uh, on four wheel drive in this little fucking Florida car. Uh, and we could, we, we were like, so Bob had, uh, he was going, you know, he, he didn't want to drive anymore. So I took the wheel and like you could only like hunched over to like see because like the defroster didn't work. So like I was driving, Greg had to like wash the windshield so we, I could see. And I, I had to stay perfectly in line with this big like F-350 white truck because it was like making the, the, the lanes in the snow. Otherwise, there'd be no way we could like have the momentum to get through this like the mounting foot of snow. Uh, and Bob was just in the back, chilling. So what, every few hours, we had to stop to de-ice the windshield wipers because they were freezing solid. We would make Bob do it. So he would get out there and like scrape off by hand the ice that was forming on the windshield wipers. Meanwhile, my back was going out. So we would have to, we, we pulled off in Blakeslee, Pennsylvania, I never heard of it, uh, to get gas. And uh, like the oldest gas station I've ever seen in my life. It was like a, a Route 66 like old uh, west like do it yourself station uh, and then there was like a hospital around the corner and we all realized like we like, really had to shit because we were like uh, just eating these lunchables for 11 hours <laughs> so we go into this hospital and I was like um, can we lay down for a second? We all use the bathroom. I like pass out for five minutes in the lobby of this hospital. And the, they'd be like, you have to leave. This is not a hangout. I'm like, but we need care. Uh, so they forced us to leave. And it was like, the, it was midnight in, in, in the middle of the snowstorm. We get back on the road. We cross over the bridge. There's like a Best Western. We're like, we have to stop. I can't drive anymore. My back fucking kills. We, we pull into, we, we have no money to get a hotel room. 
our entire budget was the snacks in the back of the car. So we uh, we pulled into the, the parking lot and just like went to sleep in our coats. We woke up an hour later because it's 10 degrees with hypothermia. Like at the same time, you could see our breath. We're like we got to get back on the road or we'll die. We were like 11 hours from New York. This trip usually takes like, yeah, about 11 and a half hours, like I said. We were on the road for 24 hours. We finally, we finally roll up. We re-roll up Michelle's place. We're texting, like, she went to bed at some point, so we couldn't, like, update her any further. She's like, okay, yeah, drive safe. I'll, I'll see you in the morning. We get there at like, you know, 7 a.m. Like, Michelle, we're, we've traveled great distances and suffered many hardships. Can we please just lay down for a minute? She's like, oh, well, you guys can't stay here. What? You're the reason we came. Uh, she's like, no, no, no. Remember when I said I was subletting? Well, like, my, the person I'm subletting from is like, not cool with you guys staying here. I'm so sorry. I mean, I had been to New York before, but that was another awful trip. I went by myself. I broke down in Pennsylvania again. Uh, but I stayed in this hostel. So I was like, well, I know this one place on the Upper West Side. We'll go there. Like 20 bucks a night. We get to this hostel, which is the only other address I knew in the city. And it was like, everyone must be out by 6 a.m. We have uh, uh, exterminators coming to kill the rat infestation. Like, oh, great. So we're like, we just got to like put our shit down for a minute. Uh, I, you know, uh, we get up to the room. It's like 12 bunks. There's 20 Chilean migrant workers staying with us in this packed room. We all take showers and change. <laughs> Bob can't because his clothes are all still wet <laughs> and frozen now. I mean, all the Gatorades were frozen. We, like, we were so parched. Um, <laughs> I called up Sarah Ray, my ex-girlfriend, uh, as a last ditch effort. Yeah, no, I, I did. I, well, there was nothing else. There was no one else that would take us. So I called her up, and she's like, oh my god, yes, absolutely stay. Yeah, Greg, I miss him. And who the fuck is Bob? But we're like, no, he's a good friend. He's a good friend. So we get to her house, and we're like, oh, thank you. She had like, this whole, like, uh, overnight bag that, that, that it was, couldn't be better. But so she's like, and, and Greg and Bob are like, well, Michelle's calling. She feels really bad. We should go meet up with her. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. And Sarah's like, actually, I really want to catch up. Could you, like, stay? So, oh God. So, Greg and Bob go out to meet up with Michelle. And I, I received word later that uh, they met the um, subletter, the person owned, that owned the apartment. And they told the story of this awful road trip. And she was like, oh my God, you guys have a place to stay? We have tons of room. Like, to, like take our couch. We have an empty. And we're like, Michelle, you didn't even ask her. <laughs> what the fuck? You told us to come out here. Oh God. And then, meanwhile, I'm with my ex girlfriend all night. Uh, so we have sex. <laughs> she cries. I apologize. She tells me all about the guy she's been with in New York and how like they love to take her their dicks out on dates. And I'm like, I don't want to hear this. So and then basically, you know, I'm just taking one for the team for the room and board. Uh, it's, it's really uncomfortable. Uh, I cried too. I said, I still love you. No, I'm so, ah, Michelle. Yeah, so anyway, so the actual trip to New York became a footnote. I mean, because I'm so, I, I, entertaining my ex-girlfriend, so we have a place to stay. Um, I mean, actually, the embassy tour was really nice. Uh, we, we, you know, we, we got to go to like, you know, um, where Tom Brokaw's set, uh, and uh, got to pretend to be like a news anchor for a minute. We were in this group of old women. 
when I volunteer, like, yeah, I'll read the teleprompter. I was a broadcast major. So it's like, uh, oh, the uh, the peacock first got its colors in 1924 when Dick Ebersole, blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, my God, he's so good. I, uh, oh, Tom Berger. Yeah, so I did a little impression. And then so... And then we were, like, just walking around Times Square. We had no money anymore. And we, we go to this bathroom of a McDonald's because uh, we didn't have one we could really use. And it, it turned into, like, this this uh, this Charmin... Um, it was, like, this pop-up Charmin Oasis. There was, like, a, they were doing some promo for the new ultra-soft and ultra-strong um, toilet paper. And it was, like, this music was playing. There were people, like, ushering people through this line. There was all these, like, individual stalls. And we still had our same clothes on. Well, I mean, me and Greg did. Bob still... He, he, never, he never found a, uh, a place to dry his clothes. So he was in the same clothes. Um... So we were in line to go to these like bathrooms, and they're just there's like an oasis of uh, there's like th these these fountains and 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 bears running around. I was like, this is so bizarre. And then and then we won tickets to a uh, Young Frankenstein Broadway show front row, uh, which was terrible. Uh, the, the the guy in the lead was uh, he was in like Saw Two. He got his dick cut off, but he but but he was playing Young Frankenstein. I, I mean, anyway, so like the, the trip itself was was whatever it's just like the whole the ride over was so you know exhausting but we had blown out the four-wheel drive from you're not supposed to drive on four-wheel drive for that long so on the ride back we had to go 30 miles an hour the whole way back because we couldn't get over like third gear um, and, and the car never made it past that trip it was his mom was like hey where's my Kia I'm, I'm moving back down to Florida and like it's it's done, Mom. It's it's not going to happen. Um, and then so we got back and we told the story and we didn't mean to vilify Michelle because, but come on, it was like such a dick move. And um, so yeah, now like everybody in that they're like, I, I can't believe she turned you away and why did you guys even go there in the first place? And anyway, so that's the stupid story when we try to get to New York. <laughs> Yo, thank you for peeping this podcast. If you dug what you heard, subscribe to us and rate us. If you hated what you heard, leave us a review and tell us what we can do to appease your unreasonable expectations. JK, haters. Tales of Mail Folly, the podcast, is released twice a month and is produced by me, Joe Tower, and executive produced and edited by Mr. Brian Weiss. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, and now Pippa. Tales of Mail Folly, the show, is produced every other month at various kick-ass venues in Los Angeles. It's produced and hosted by me, Joe Tower, with the help of Mr. Alex Gaudet and Mr. Brian Weiss. It's presented in partnership with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Greater Los Angeles. If you have questions and would like to hit us up directly, or if you got a story you feel you need to tell in either spoken or written form, please email us at talesofmailfolly at gmail.com. Meanwhile, keep listening, and we hope to see you at a future show. For any and all other inquiries, check us out online at www.talesofmailfolly.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.